0: what you want, when you want it, where you want it. This is The Mesh.
1: Brothers in Tech is a weekly podcast focused on personal and home technology, helping provide you, our fellow brothers and sisters in tech, with some information, assistance, and recommendations. It's time to talk about email again. The Brothers in Tech discuss numerous features that should be considered when searching for email bliss. Features we have to have, features we'd like to have, and features we'd love to have. We have you covered this week on Brothers in Tech. Hello, everyone. Welcome to Brothers in Tech here on the Mesh Podcast Network. My name is Alan Jackson. With me, as always, my brother in tech, Brian Jackson. Brian, you doing all right?
0: Alan, I am doing wonderful. I the. haven't talked to say, you. Yeah,
1: yeah, I haven't talked to you since the last recording. <laughs> you, you could say
0: that every recording. I haven't talked to you That's since true. the last recording. We yeah. never talk other than this, right? I kind of feel Um, like if we're going to talk this much every week,
1: I think that's enough. Don't you? Well, I I do kind of hope the show doesn't get canceled at any point soon because then (laughs) we may go a really long time and not talk. (laughs) Very possible. But so. well,
0: by the way, you you do run the network, right? So if, if we get canceled, yeah. I think so there's cancellation a really might big problem. Be, <laughs>
1: <laughs> that might cause more of a brother rift than anything. So right. Yeah. Uh, this uh, is brothers in tech. This is a show. Brian and I get together and we talk technology. We talk home, family, personal technology. Uh, Each episode, we try to get together and talk about one aspect of technology that we hope can be of assistance to those of you listening or maybe some great points of discussion for you and how you incorporate technology into your own personal and home and family life. Uh, Today, Brian, we're going to talk about something that we've already recorded several episodes about last year, and that's email. But we're going to do a little bit of a follow-up because there's one thing I think we wanted to explore a bit more when we're talking about email. Um, when we recorded our shows last year about email, and we talked about different uh, uh, clients that you could use, different mm-hmm. types of email, kind of where email is going, kind of evolution-wise, um, we got into a little bit of discussion about some features that we really liked in email programs or things that we found ourselves using more. I'll be the first to say, and again, I know you're in the same boat, Brian, we we've, we we've con- we are constantly evaluating email options yes I think I've changed email clients maybe twice in the last year just yep. because I'm trying to look for the best solution for me on how to manage email and part of that's because of, of uh, there's a lot of features that are being either uh, standard in email programs or maybe some new features being introduced that once you start using some of these I, I think we've found that some of them are just uh, indispensable once we get used to them right so you offered and I think it's a good idea to talk about uh, Let's talk about some of those email features and requirements. Like, what is it these days that we're needing from our email program? What are the core requirements that it has to have? And then let's talk about some things that we like seeing in these email programs to make management of email easier and better for everybody.
0: Yeah. Yeah. I'm glad you uh, once again kind of allowed me to choose the the topic and go along with this. but
1: I even let you do the research on it too. I well, thought you know surprise, if this is your surprise. topic wow. if this is your topic I'm perfectly fine. No, no. I insist, Brian. <laughs> you can take it and run with it. I have no problem with that.
0: You are you are such a giver, such a giver. <laughs> but but I will say from me when we talk about Technology. This you mentioned you you switched twice. I think I've probably switched email clients about eight times in the last year. Really? I just I switch often, and part of it is I really enjoy trying new email clients out. The other part is I I enjoy email clients for a short period of time, and then I get really frustrated when I find that there was a uh, a feature that. I didn't realize they didn't have or I didn't realize I needed until it wasn't there. And uh, then I'd switch again. So so given that, I thought, just like you said, let's talk about uh, and I can actually give true answers to these that would be clients that make me stop using it because that one feature is not there. So,
1: wow. okay, sure. um,
0: yeah. So let's go into the must haves. I think that's a, that's a great. Start. So when you say
1: must have, these are things that for an email program for you to work nowadays, yes. like to be a, something that you would consider, these are the features you have to see in that email program.
0: They have to be They have to be have in the check. A checkbox has to be made on these. Yes. All right. Great. Let's yep. hit
1: those then. Okay. All right. All right, you so want to start? Yeah. I'll start with the first one. And this is one I know I mentioned when we recorded last year. It's very important for me is device syncing. And by that, what I mean is more than not, we are, we are individuals now that have multiple devices. I mean, a lot of people have a computer and they have a mobile phone. Some even have computer, mobile phone, and tablet. And then you can even get into a watch if you wanted to. There are a lot of different ways to see your email. It's extremely important for me that any email program has to be able to sync across multiple devices. So that you're not managing your email one way on one program. And then you got to deal with it a whole different way when you get to your other device. The perfect email client is one that works exactly the same and everything stays in the sync across all devices. Right. So right. No, even I'm at the point, there. one thing I love with device syncing is that you can start an email on one device, like start writing one and save it as a draft, hop over to other device and pull it right back up where you left off and finish writing it. That to me is the ideal, perfect syncing that that has to work on email these days. No,
0: I, I think you're absolutely. And that probably in most people's list should be number one of indispensable, because I think Nowadays. if you don't have this, yeah. if you don't have mm-hmm. this, there is so much frustration, that could happen, or you are someone who only uses email one place. You <laughs> yeah. know, maybe that's okay. That's right? true.
1: Now there are some people that listen and say, "Well, I'll, I just use email on my computer." Okay, right. well then that's not as important. But I, I think you're in the minority. I think I most agree. people nowadays, at least with a phone, are needing email access to their phone just like they do their computer. Yeah,
0: yeah. yeah. And okay? I and I'll just clarify that because of that, one of the problems I see is when you're looking for an email client, if you're going to pay for an email client. Be very careful that you're not having to pay for each one of the clients, the mobile version, the iPad version, the desktop version. um, You know, if you're going to go with the client, if you have to pay for it, it, make sure it's really good and then get one that's going to give you access to all of them. So very good point. Okay, so I'm going to I'm going to jump in with one. And, uh, you know, Alan, I think you and I have talked about how do we get increase our listener listening audience? Right. We're Mm -hmm. constantly looking to try to find new ways. I think we need to be edgy right? And I think edgy means, you know, we need, we got to, every episode, we need to put some controversial topic out there.
1: Brian, you know, edgy is my middle name. (laughs) I
0: know you are, you are (laughs) Mr. Edgy. Yes. I mean, everything comes out of your mouth is, is completely controversial. controversial.
1: (laughs) Stirs up the pot, gets people upset. Yes.
0: And so when we think about email, what in the world could be edgy about email? Um, and I didn't realize this was going to strike a nerve with you, but when I was doing the due diligence of doing our research for us and you adding your snide comments in there, yeah. I put that dark mode, having dark mode on an email client is a requirement. And if they don't have the capability of turning on dark mode, meaning so those who don't know that a dark mode, meaning the background becomes dark rather than the normal background of most computer programs being white and having black text on them. I've switched, I don't know, two years ago to dark mode on the Mac, and every program I use has the dark background to it. And so I bring this up because I have wanted to switch, try, continue to switch to Outlook, Microsoft Outlook. Microsoft Outlook on the desktop will not do a dark mode, and it's blinding. So it is absolutely blinding.
1: And you're saying it. that's a deal breaker. For that's me. a to-
0: totally. I stopped it right away. Five five seconds in, I was like, "Nope, can't do this. Cannot do this because of the the color of <laughs> the menu bar. <laughs> Not just the menu bar. No, the entire the okay. entire everything. Okay. The messages and everything. The entire thing. Um, this is your- you, so, so let me ask you: Do you use dark mode? No, I don't okay, good lord. So are you like a Neanderthal or what, no. what is, where,
1: I tried dark you? mode for a little bit and it just I it, it left me feeling depressed. I just oh, felt like it wow. was so so dark. Like how much more dark could it be? Like this dark. <laughs> and
0: can it be dark? This is dark, yes. This is yes. it.
1: This is a dark. Oh no, my you gosh, know, it is so like,
0: helpful for the eyes. I just I all can't. joking
1: aside, I think an email client that can accommodate a system need like dark mode yes. and kind of integrate with your your computer and desktop and view and in vi- appearance is important. So I will give you that. Well, I don't know it, if I call it a deal breaker, but yet you know. Well, really let me, me it, say
0: if you're that. if you're using dark mode on your machine and that everything that you do has the dark background except for maybe a web page that is naturally uh, light color, and then the the one program that you're using the majority of the time. Uh, So what I would say about, about dark mode, when you switch to that, having something not in dark mode stands out like a sore thumb and basically Mm -hmm. is an issue. If you're not in dark mode, not a big deal, but if you are using it, that is probably going to be a deal breaker. And for me, it is. I mean, Mm -hmm. there's no way I'll use a a program right now every day without that. So, all right. right, There's my controversial, controversial take. We'll put that on Twitter. We'll bring right. in thousands of people and, you know, All right. you're, you're
1: dropping, dropping the truth bombs already early <laughs> on in the episode. Um, let All me right, go and mention another must have. And I know you and I are on the same page with this, uh, a good email program nowadays. You have to be able to do certain task and certain routine tasks in a very quick, minimal yes. way. In other words, I want to move uh, a message into a folder Uh, it should be a pretty easy, either in a right click and just quickly choose the folder to go to, or if it has to be a drag and drop, that's fine. As long as it's really simple and quick and easy to do it, just, there's a lot of tasks we do in emails nowadays. We're filing them, we're putting them in folder, different folders, we're archiving them, we're deleting them and all that. All these things need to happen quick and easy because I mean, uh, nothing worse than an email program that causes you to, to take extra steps or takes longer to do some of these tasks because sometimes people who use a lot of email, you're doing these tasks, you know, many, many, many times a day. So I think uh, it's got to be simple. All the tasks have got to be well thought out and it's got to be a very quick way for you to do the things that are most commonly used on that program. And hopefully
0: in that, in that note, customizable for you. So you, you know, if all you, so I never use archive, but if I, all I want is trash, move a message, I need to be able to have those things be an easy click. And Alan, I, I, uh, I didn't mention to you yet, but so I had tried a, an email client recently where I found out that moving a message on a mobile device required me to click and hold the message, pull up a side drawer on the drawer, say other, then go to the next one that says move a message, then slide down and figure out where the folder is and nope. say there. Not nope. happening. I'm
1: out. Not happening. <laughs> I'm out. So, yep. <laughs> Evan was gone. So Yeah. yeah. No, I don't blame right. you there.
0: So, and that, if, that of course means try them out and you need to have something that's going to allow you to try it out for maybe a seven day trial or something. So you need to figure out exactly how many clicks it's going to take. Uh, The next one I'll bring up uh, is cause, caused me to drop a number of email clients. And one of which, you know that we uh, I think both may have recently gone away from, but um, quality search feature. I need a, I need a good search feature because of the fact that I put so many things in different folders, to save them, I mean, email for me is not just about an inbox. Email is much more like a storage, mm-hmm. you know, uh, a storage platform where I'm, or I'm storing things away in folders. And so, if I go up and say I want to search by a person's name, I want to find every email where either I sent it to them, where they sent it to me, where they maybe were one of the CCs. And I'd like to be able to determine which of those uh, to have happen. The other thing that's really important, Alan, and this 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 one kills me, is if I, am, I have multiple emails within the same client, I know you do as well, if I happen to be on my Gmail reading an inbox and decide, oh, wait a minute, I want to search for so-and-so, go up in the search, click search, realize very few messages come up and say, oh, actually, it's from my other email account, click over on that email account, the search goes away. I have to retype mm-hmm. it. I don't want yeah. that. I no, want I one that's searching across all things or at least to be able to keep your search in place. So I've actually yeah. left multiple clients because their search just did not do what I needed it to do.
1: No, I, and I know the, the client you're talking about, the email program you moved away from. I will agree. I think the search on, I'm still on yeah. that email client okay, for right. now, but the search is the one thing I, I am a little... I'm always a little weary when I have to hop into the search and look for something because yeah. a, I don't always know if I'm seeing all the results I could be seeing as quickly. And then two, like you said, flipping between different email program accounts and searching is really tough right.
0: uh, and,
1: and, and it resetting the search. And I got to go in and do it again. Plus I have a problem too. If I want to search in a certain folder, it's a lot harder on this one email program than it should be. I have to actually go in and type the name of the folder and then make sure I'm choosing mm-hmm. that as a folder and then saying search inside there. And it yeah, that's, that's it should be a much easier way for doing it. So search, I, I will agree. admit, uh, is one thing that's caused me to look at some other programs. Because um, the reason we search is so important on email is that, you know, on your computer, your operating system is doing a pretty good job of indexing all your files and helping you find things on your computer. But the email, unless you're using the built-in mail program that comes with uh, your operating system, your, your computer, if you're using any other mail program, that's kind of like its own island. So it's not being searched outside on the computer side. You've got to search within the email to really find it. And we want it to function just as well as searching for a file on our desktop computer is. So um, it's important, and especially now that yeah. most people are not throwing away emails. Like I don't trash any emails. Everything is archived for me because there are times I've had to go look for something that was three, four or five years old and I want to be able to find it. I don't want to have to have uh, any problem getting to it. So yeah, Yeah. search is important. Very, very important. Yep. I'm going to mention, um, folder organization. You mentioned Mm -hmm. folders a minute ago, like putting things into folders. And I did too, having the ability to create folders, you know, uh, where if you have a certain types of emails that you want to keep in a subfolder, you want to make sure they're organized better. Um, be able to have not only folders you create, but I also like the idea of folders that are kind of like automatically generated, Kind of a recently used uh, emails or recently responded to, um, recently read, um, the last used uh, emails type of thing. Some of those generated automatic folders that some programs will give you is very helpful. But then the ability to go in and create your own custom folders and even nest folders inside of folders if you choose to. Yep. that's important. And just being able to easily organize and manage those folders within an email program yep. is a um, is a must-have for me.
0: I'm with you. And, and I'll go one step further. And this could, I guess, be in the our later section. Um, but one, one of the things about folder organization I've seen recently that I really, really like is because I have so many folders and I nest my folders, I sometimes have folders within folders, um, there are certain clients that will allow you to put a star or favorite beside some of those folders, the ones you use all the time. So there's some regarding some of my classes that during a semester, I want those at the top, easy to find, always in the list. I don't want to have to drop down my huge long list of folders, uh, but having those constantly be uh, available and seen uh, in my list, I think is really helpful. So Mm -hmm. the ability to have the folders organized, but also potentially pull some to, to be available a little easier than others. I think is helpful. Yeah, so that's true. Um, I'm going to bring up another one that also mm-hmm. has caused me to leave email clients um, mm-hmm. is the, the ability to tap into a directory service. And this may not be the a concern for a lot of people. If your contacts are all located on your own computer or on your own contact list, uh, then this is not much of an issue. I'm in a big organization, a, a university and I find myself needing to send emails to a student who maybe I know is in my class, but I have yet to email them. So they're not in my contact list. They're not in my actual mm-hmm. contacts, but they're in the university directory. So I don't want to have to go to another application, try to find that email address, copy it, put it over into the email. I want nice. when I when I address mm-hmm. an email, I want it searching that directory, uh, my organization's directory. There are m- many, many uh, clients that I've tried that can't search that. They only search the emails that you have used before or that are in your actual contacts. If
1: if you've sent or received an email from an address, it can help you find those and pull those up. But if it's, if you're linking it up with a address book somewhere on a network, like a global, a a global global address network, you, you need the ability to make sure it syncs up so that if you typed in Jane Doe as a student on this Mm -hmm. organization or another member, their email pops up and you don't Correct. have to go hunting for it and find yep. it. Yep. Yeah. And the, be- okay. and
0: the best features, the best programs that do this are the ones that when I address something, if I said, John, it would show me at the top, all the Johns that are my contact. And then below that, it starts to list all the Johns that are in the organization. So it knows the yeah. the initial ones are the ones you probably need. But if you're yeah. looking further, yeah, that is, so I good. think, I think directory organ- inter- integration is absolutely key for me.
1: Not a not a must have for me, only because right. I don't I don't I'm not part of a large organization with uh, other addresses. I mean, everything right. I need is in my personal address book, which most email clients sync up with pretty easily. Um, but important to know for a lot of people because I know yeah. I'm you're definitely not alone on that. Um, last thing I was going to mention, just kind of as a must have, and this is you know you mentioned before, yeah, you know, we do manage multiple email accounts. I have six mm-hmm. email accounts I manage all within the same email program. I like the idea of being able to have all of them in the same inbox so I can like see all my emails at one place, but then I can also go and click on each account and say, I just want to look at my personal emails or I just want to look at my, this one job emails and I can do that. But when I'm actually going and looking at all of them in those one singular inbox, having some sort of visual identification or some sort of color coding or something to let me know which one is belongs to which account. And then knowing which ones are new messages or unread messages very, very visually, they need to really stand out. So I need to be able to see not only what's a new message that hasn't been read yet, but I also need to see, okay, I see that it's a new message and I see it's on my work address because I've got those color coded as blue. So if I see it's blue and it's bold, that tells me it is a work email that I have not read yet. So I can see that quickly and it helps me identify which ones I need to like focus on first or which ones I can wait till later. So yeah. having that kind of identification on a unified inbox, if I want to manage multiple email accounts is a must have for me.
0: Yeah, no, I, I'm i with you there. I, I, I'm not sure I would say must have for myself. I'd say it's pretty darn close though. It's one of those that's very frustrating to me if it doesn't have it. And it is so nice to have. Um, yeah. I mean, so for example, mail and Apple, uh, Apple's, um, default, uh, kind of built in client, it will highlight the messages that have a conversation where there's multiple messages yeah. within mm-hmm. one conversation. And I'd really like to be able to tweak it. So rather than a blue dot that tells you it's new, have that actually highlight the whole message. Cause again, I spend so much time looking at an inbox and I would rather be able to quickly look and see how many are new there. And that's, that's a really important thing. So, yeah, I agree with you. Having the ability to, to have some distinction there is really helpful.
1: Well, so, it's just, it's just got to have, and even whether it lets you customize it in the preferences right. or even if it just has a set uh, format it uses, as long as it's a way that you can quickly, when, you, when I walk up to my email window, I just need to know yeah. right away, is oh, yeah, I got it? five new email addresses and yeah. three of them are from this account, two are from this account. Great. That tells yeah. me what I need to know. And yep. I'm ready to go. Yeah. Okay. Love it. So, Brian, if those are kind of our must have type of features, at least between the two of us, you mm-hmm. know, to some degree, there's a lot of other features about email programs that are in a lot of modern email clients that I don't know about you, but I've personally gotten very used to that would be very difficult for me to not use if they were not available. Some cool new features. Maybe they're not the must haves, but yeah. they are ones that I think enhance the email experience or ones that. I'm personally finding to be a lot more popular with me and maybe you as well. So, yeah. So we had we our must have. and maybe this is our
0: love, love having, right? Love having. Must-haves, um, love having them. Yeah.
1: Let me, let me start off okay. with the first one if I can, just because this is near and dear to my heart. Cause I talked about it last year on our email programs, uh, snoozing emails. Mm-hmm. It's a double-edged sword. I'll be the first to admit it's, it's kind of like, uh, it's kind of like having a bad habit, but something that you really enjoy. Um, <laughs> It's can be dangerous if yeah. done not in moderation <laughs> um, <laughs> in the right way because the, the tendency, the idea with snoozing is that if you have an email pop up in your inbox, you can choose if, if the email program you're using has snoozing to say, you know what, take that out of my inbox and bring it back into my inbox at a later date and time I specify. In other words, I don't want to deal with it right now. I don't need to deal with it right now. Snooze yeah. it until Monday morning. And then sure enough, Monday morning it will then, pop into your inbox. Uh, I still love snoozing. I use it every day. Um, Some of my work requires that I get list uh, email with needs or requests or ideas that I, you know, honestly, there's nothing I can do about it until next Monday for a meeting. So I will snooze it till next Monday morning to make sure it doesn't clutter up my inbox until then. It is a problem though, that if you snooze everything, and if I snooze everything to Monday morning at 7.30, guess what? 7.30 a.m., <laughs> my morning inbox sucks. is a mess. And, you know, just because I snooze it doesn't mean I took care of it. It just means I kicked it down the down the curve a little bit. Yeah. And that's yeah. not always best. But I think if you can use it smart, uh, it's a really good feature. Just you got to be careful. Well, it's a good, good
0: way. To, yeah, it's a good way to f- focus your attention on the things that you can yeah. do right now.
1: Alan, I do will you, say this. You... If an email program doesn't have snoozing on it, I'm really – it's really going to be tough for me to to want to use it. So it's, I've it's so close to, to a must
0: have now. It's yeah. close. It's very yeah. close for me.
1: Yeah.
0: Alan, does your does your text messaging have a snooze feature? So when yeah. I when I text you, mm-hmm. is that why yeah, it takes three or four days for you to get back with me? Yeah. do You have a snooze, the snooze feature?
1: feature. Is I look and I see, oh, it's a text message from Brian. <laughs> I'm just going to ignore this. <laughs> For three or four days, and maybe in three oh. or four days, it'll I'll see it again. That's my okay. snoozing on text okay. messages. Yeah, because yeah. because
0: because <laughs> it's pretty predictable. Yeah, that's good. <laughs> I usually find myself. Did you notice the other day? I responded to my own text. Did you? Yes, <laughs> <laughs> I did a click and and reply to my own text just to. Just to make sure you knew that I was going to jump in and answer my own questions, so just
1: to, and just to make it pop up at the top of my list again, <laughs> right? So. That was very, that was very thoughtful, very nice.
0: All right, so you had snoozing. I'm going yeah. to, uh, I'm going to include something that I, I will say I love it on the uh, mobile versions, and I'm not sure I've seen it, uh, it that effectively on some of the desktop versions. Well, maybe yours, maybe the one you use, but auto categorization. So what I like about uh-huh. Um, some of these email clients is when they, it comes in your inbox, instead of just being a big list of everything that came in by time, there are certain things that come in that, um, that I don't want to distract me from work. Mm. Things like a newsletter, things like, yeah. um, a promotion, right now you may ask, well, do you ever want those things? Well, sometimes I do. Sometimes I want that newsletter. Mm-hmm. Uh, I like c- CNET, right? I like to listen, I uh, see uh kind of new tech stuff that comes in. But I don't yeah. want to be, I'm not going to take that in order of the emails that come in on a day. Um, so there are certain clients that will, um, I'll give you two examples. So Outlook on mobile, which is what I've gone back to recently, it automatically puts things in two categories, two tabs. It's uh, focused inbox and the others. Mm-hmm. Okay. Focused is going to be anything that it sees is coming from a person that you have as a contact or that if it, it feels like- yeah.
1: Somebody it, you've yeah. had conversations with before. It's an individual email sent to you, not carbon copied to a bunch of people. All those things. Yep. It's pretty smart knowing that we feel like this is a valid email that yep. is to you and not something and, else. And
0: what I also like is that you can quickly train it to every time you see one that got put in the other that you really would. Know. So, for example, at my university, if there's a letter that goes out to or an email goes out to lots of faculty, but it is an important. Hey, all of you, I need you to do this, not just here's a, a newsletter. I can click on it and say, move it to my focused. And then it'll say, do you always want things from this person to be your focus? Yes. Right. So they're mm-hmm. always going to be there. So it's nice in that I don't have to look at the other too often. I can, that can be the end of the day. I want to relax and I want to look at, you know, newsletters or I want to look at, you know, um, kind of some of the news that might have come in. Um, I think uh, the one that you use, the one that we've used before, Spark does this a little bit as well. It breaks them down by newsletter, by people, and by some other category. And it's just nice that you know you can deal and kind of sort out your inbox. It's the idea of the smart inbox, the smart sorting um, to where you're not seeing everything as being equal.
1: I um I love that feature. I will be honest, I have not used it Mm -hmm. uh, like I should on the email program, mainly because it's just it does involve some some upfront, a little training. bit of training, training. and time. Yeah. And I, I haven't had a, I haven't had the opportunity to sit down and really focus on training the email yeah. program to do it. I love the idea. I just yeah. I need to have the time to do it and do it right. My biggest fear is I just turn it on and just let it roll, and I miss some things. Yeah. So I need to be very diligent with it, but I do love the idea. And I think yeah. if it's trained right, it'll be perfect.
0: Well, and in your situation, you're better off with one of the features like... I think Spark does this where it will categorize them, but categorize them in the same list. So they're still in your inbox, you know, list. Mm -hmm. It's just they're grouped now. So the beauty of that is that you could see in a group, oh, wow, there's four messages there that it grouped together that are all newsletters. I don't want to see either one of them. And it allows you to delete all four at one time, which is really kind of cool. cool. Um, But as compared, compared to Outlook for mobile that one puts it aside and you have to kind of physically go over to see it. So, hmm. so no, but I like, I like that because again, I, I do have a, given that I have a lot of email, um, email, uh, accounts in the same email client, several of them are my junk email clients or right, yeah. accounts where I send different things. So it's nice to have those separated out and not visually taking uh, space. So,
1: okay. All right. So let me, uh, yeah, let me mention, let's, let's hit a couple more of these kind of, sure. uh, a lot of these we've mentioned before in some, some previous uh, episodes, but just to kind of hit them again, some cool new features we really like with email clients, um, for me, um, sending later, uh, mm-hmm. or scheduling. So the idea being that if I wanted to craft an email, but I really did not want it to go out until a certain date or time for any reason. I mean, just if it's time sensitive, if it's something where it's an announcement, but I don't want it to go out until a certain date to know that I can actually go in and create an email and schedule it to be sent at a certain time to me is just wonderful. I, uh, I, I I think this is great. I wish the OS 10 mail built into uh, Apple mail did this. It seems like a no brainer to me. I mean, why not? Um, Just, you know, there's been too many times I've got, you know, Hey, I got a announcement to make. We, we, Uh, you know a nonprofit i'm on the board of we announced a new director but we don't want that email to go out to a certain date yeah but i don't want to sit there and craft it that morning and from scratch i'd rather just go and build it and know that i scheduled it and i don't have to worry about it it's going to go out at 6 a.m you know before i even wake up sometimes um that's really great and there's a lot of features. there's a lot of benefits in that to me yeah that's just that should be an automatic on any email program nowadays
0: I think that one and I honestly I think snooze, those two things I'm amazed that Apple Mail does not do. I mean they're yeah. they're they've gotten to be so popular and useful um, that I don't see why I wouldn't have that in I would prefer
1: to use the stock Apple Mail program if I could. Yep. But it would have to have the SIN later. It would have to have snooze. Yeah. And yeah. that's the two things that's missing that would cause me not to use it right now. So yeah.
0: Yeah. Let me let me mention another one, Alan. In this one, uh I've started to to have more of a need for um, is the ability, and this I would say is more important on a mobile uh, device, the ability to integrate some storage programs into that. So if if you keep all your files on Drive or you keep them on Box or you keep them on Dropbox, mm-hmm. if you're on a mobile device and you want to attach something, you know it's really hard to do that, to leave yeah. the app, go to pull up another app, copy that file, go back to the original app, drop it in there, um, whereas on a desktop, maybe you could just drag and drop from that particular area, but mm-hmm. to have the integration of that, or to say, I want to attach something and it says, well, what service do you want to use? Oh, I've already told you my drive account, go straight to drive, pull it from there. Uh, I think that's a really helpful thing. If you're someone who stores things on, um, online drives on, uh, uh online storage services, that's, that's kind of a really, really beneficial thing. So again, yeah, especially, on a, uh, especially on a especially on a mobile. So.
1: Well, and just like we've talked about before too, that the idea of storing your files in a cloud service is obviously you know, becoming more and more popular with people. People are uh, choosing not to have as much hard drive space on their mobile device or, or other places because they can just store everything up in the cloud. Problem is, you got to attach a file to an email. Yeah. yeah. Um, it's really tricky to navigate that sometimes on a mobile device. Yeah, linking it up with those services means you've got access to all the same files everywhere. So yeah. I love it. It's great. I use uh, email templates. Brian, do you use email templates? No, at all? no, I, ha-
0: I have on very, yeah. very rare occasions, but
1: what we're talking about here is in your email program, actually creating a kind of preset email format that you want to use and save and reuse at a future time. So I know this is more work related and we, we tend to talk more personal tech here on the show, but in my job you know there are, i i do send out reports uh to a mass number of people every month like i've got 50 people that all receive a report uh attached to an email and the email always is exactly the same message just one word changes it's now the month august instead of the month july and it needs mm-hmm. to go to a different person so to know that i can actually create a template where all the text information is the same the person it's being sent to is the same. The people it's being carbon copied to is the same. I can just say, all right, I'm going to create a new email and I want to apply this template I've saved from my list of templates. And it automatically puts everything subject line to carbon copy, mm-hmm. the text, everything. And I can just go ahead and change my one thing I need to attach a file, hit send. Yep. And it just takes that process and just makes it so quick and easy. So I love having email templates you can have images embedded in the email if you if your program allows it. You can really make it look exactly the way you want and reuse it every time something happens uh, that you need to have a very standard response to. Yeah. So yep. love email templates.
0: Yeah. And I'll, I'll bring up, Alan, for, for someone to know whether templates would be useful, if you're like me and unfortunately finds themselves copying a previous email yes. and sending it to a new person, copying a previous email yeah. – then all of a sudden you realize if you do that multiple times, it's probably a good thing to do a template. Yep. You know, if I'm giving it, feedback to a student on a uh, one of their assignments and it's a common feedback mm-hmm. that I'm giving to every student, that's it, a good place for templates. So Well, that's things great. like
1: invitations, things like uh, reminders about things. I mean, those are things that sometimes you use over and over again. It's the yeah. same format, same text. So much easier than going back and finding an old email and copying and pasting. Yeah, that. that's great. great. Yeah. So I'm gonna I'm gonna bring up just a, a, another one here, Alan. That that I I will
0: say I have not used, but mm-hmm. I can see it being incredibly uh, helpful in in unique situations. Um, is going to be the the idea of collaboration. Okay, okay now now you and I were using a, an email client where this has a feature where you could invite mm-hmm. someone else to be a collaborator. So if you and I were collaborating, let's say that you and I were sending out emails as brothers in tech often. And we were sending out to companies, we're sending out to, to all of our many, many followers to all our sponsors, right? Well, let's say that I want to start the email and you want to jump in and kind of edit the email a little bit, tweak it a little bit, rather than us getting an actual word doc going somewhere. There are some clients now that'll let you put a collaborator uh, on the email. So you and I are collaborators and we could, when I start an email, I could decide, is this a collaboration email or is this just me? If it's just me, you don't get to see it. But if it's a collaborator, you get to jump in, kind of like working through Google Drive or Google Docs together. So that, I think, is pretty cool. I think that's a pretty cool feature that could work with some companies where multiple people might be involved on the the email process or communicating.
1: I love it, too. It is one I have not gotten really deep into, but I think is a great feature and something I think we're going to see as the world blends between email programs and programs like slack and other ones that people are using for communication within a team as those kind of keep blending together their features i think having one program that can do a lot of that same type of work both email and some collaboration i think is really important yeah so
0: yeah Alan, do you have any do you have any others
1: not really i think um you know I think some programs are doing some different interesting things with their interface and how they yeah. lay out, trying to be a little yeah. non-traditional with their email programs. I can't really speak to any of those cause I'm yeah. still fairly traditional with the way I like to see and organize my emails. Yeah. Um, a lot of email programs are also building in calendars, like built in mm-hmm. calendar programs into their email program. Again, your mileage will vary on your own personal preference. Um, I know my email program has a calendar, and if yep. I flip to it, I, it stays up to date with my other calendar. But I use a different calendar program because yep. I just prefer the calendar somewhere else. Yep. But I do like the idea of having it all in one place for someone who doesn't need anything special. And right. to know that you just have one program to manage and that's it, it's a pretty nice feature.
0: So. Yeah, no, I agree. I on, When you mentioned the view, I'll mention one thing that I think is creative. Uh, I -hmm. gave it a shot because of it. You mentioned the the different views. So there was one program that has uh, come out. And if anybody's tried this out, it's called Spike. And Spike is an email program that tries to display your emails as if you're in a chat, uh, an actual message chat rather Mm -hmm. than. So one of the things that, that happens with emails that I guess I've just become numb to, and I didn't realize how annoying it was until this email client brought it up, that Alan, if you and I have a back and forth email, and let's say that we've gone on the same email to reply, 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 reply the product, you know, I go to look at that email and I can scroll and see all of the indented previous messages all the way down, right? And sometimes Mm -hmm. the headers of your messages and the signatures and all this stuff kind of get in the way. But what Spike does is strips all that away and lets you look at your email trail back and forth very similar to what happens in messages all i see is the content here's the yeah. content that i gave here's the content you gave back and it takes away the signatures the headers uh, all yeah. that now you can turn it off and you can just click up and say show me everything like email but to have the chat version of it i think is really kind of cool uh, for people who want to just strip that away and especially yeah. if you're communicating with the same people in a business all the time you don't need to see their signatures you don't need to see the headers you just need to see the response. So yeah, it's true. Creative.
1: Yeah, that's great. So, uh, so that was kind of all the things we like seeing in email programs, some new features, things that have been rolled out in recent years that we think are really make email interesting and could make it kind of fun. Are there anything, anything, Brian, that we kind of would love to see as a future idea? In other words, things we haven't really seen implemented well or uh, concretely yet in email, but we think is kind of a next logical step. I know I've got one in particular, I was, I think I, I think
0: I've got one, I've got one that I can be excited about. So want to go?
1: So yeah, for me, um, I use my, I have a to-do list program. I use it pretty religiously to keep track of everything I'm supposed to do. And a lot of times emails are, a lot of them are to-do items. In other words, you know, a lot of emails are things that I'm either to respond to or are prompting me for something I need to do. reminding me to do something. I feel like there's a big gap between my email program and my to-do list. And I feel like those should be a lot more integrated. So the idea of can't, how can I take emails I get and easily turn them into to-do items on my to-do program. Now the setup I've got now does work with that a little bit. Um, The email program, or I'm sorry, the to-do program I use does have a plugin you can purchase for like a couple dollars. Mm -hmm. That will basically allow you to, when you get an email in, you can forward it to a certain address. And when you do, it turns it into a to-do item on your to-do list. It's not a perfect synergy in that there's sometimes some formatting things that are weird with how it turns it into a to-do item. It has to do a lot of guessing, like it's going to take the yeah. subject line and try to make that the header of your to-do item. But um, I'd love to see more communication between the two where somehow an easy way of saying, Hey, this is a to-do item. I want to set it as a to-do item to be due on this date. And it automatically feeds it into a to-do list program with that title, that due date. And I don't have to think about it. And uh, that would be ideal because right now I kind of keep my inbox as another to-do list along with my actual to-do program, you know? Well,
0: let me, let me go one step further. What I would love to see I click, on a, I click on a message that says, This is something I need to do next Friday. It goes in my to do list on my reminders or whatever. And then it also snoozes that email. Oh, yeah. Gosh, that would be great, sure. right? Goes yeah. away. The email goes away. The email comes back that day. And if I'm looking it's at my reminders, of, it's there yeah, as well. I, my just, list. I just think that would be such great yeah. integration that needs yeah. to happen, or an option at least, too.
1: I agree completely. All right, I, And I think some email programs are working on that. They, yeah. I mean, yeah. I haven't found a, an ideal, perfect, all-in-one solution, email and to-do list, but at least they know that there are these little plugins you can get for some of these email programs or for these to-do lists to allow you to forward an email or at least send an email to that to-do program. And they're, I mean, they work better than nothing, but it's still, I'd love to see even better integration.
0: Well, there. why, why Apple doesn't do this considering they own their they own, own the reminders, whole their own yeah You've got a calendar, reminders app, you've got a notes
1: app, and you've got an email. Why those and three calendar. can't play yeah, together know. a lot in calendar? Yep. I don't understand
0: either. Yep. Yeah, Okay. So let me, let me give my aspiration. And this is a little bit yep. more global is okay. that, I would like to see uh, a email program come out that integrates all of your communications in one place. So what I'm finding now is that uh, depending on which organization I'm working with or what friend group or what, uh, you know, group of people that I'm interacting with, they all have a different form of communication that they prefer. So. Mm uh i've got one company that uses you know slack and i've got another company that's using email and then i've got another one that if a group of people that if they're going to communicate with me it's going to be via text another one that uses messenger um what i would like is one email client that i could bring up on my desktop and when i say i want to send a message and forget about saying it's an email when i say i want to send a message to someone that there should be a drop down menu of is this an email is this a message? Is this through mm. messenger? Is oh, this like through that. tweet? Is this, you know, how are you wanting to send this to this person? And maybe you could actually tag and say, well, anything going to Alan, if I type his name in, it's going to be through email because I know he won't read my text. Or <laughs> uh, if I send it to this person, That's That's it's, it's through the company. So it has to go through Slack. And it should be able to do that. It should be able to send a message. So I want a communication app. I don't want an email app. I don't want a message app. I want a communication. No,
1: that, that makes perfect sense. Because my biggest hang up right now is the fact that, you know, I think we've talked about this before, too. The fact that there's so there are like six different ways I counted that people could reach me yeah. um, right now yeah. with messages. And I'm kind of expected to keep track Can of Can they reach you? Six.
0: That's again the question. On, on like
1: two of them. No, I won't kidding. tell you which two, which I will not tell you which two are foolproof to get a hold of me. The other four obviously are the using the other four. So that's mm-hmm. right. You are in one of the other four. I'll le- I'll let <laughs> you get that far. Um, but I mean, it'd be nice to know that I could control it all in one place, like a communication yeah. hub. Yeah. Say, so, all right, here's my Slack messages. Here's my Facebook messenger messages. Here's my chat, uh, text messages. Great. I'm going to send out a message and I want to choose these three avenues to send it out to. Or this one or whatever, and just it's all in one place. That would be all oh, that would be a lifesaver, bro. I'm telling you, man. Yeah. I don't know how it would work
0: easily on a mobile, but certainly on a desktop it could work well. There's gotta be a way to do you know, it. No, I I think so it does it. I would pay money for that. I would pay money. If you're money listening
1: to this that. episode and you know of a tool that already does this, and believe me, I'm probably gonna do some more searching to make yep. sure we're not yep. missing something. But if there's an easy way to do this on a personal basis, we're not talking about from a enterprise company, big, right. expensive program that you tie all your communications together for like social media marketing or anything. We're talking about for you personally, my personal communication hub. Yep. Is there a way to do that? Yeah, uh, that kind of would be fantastic. Yeah. yeah. Well, Brian, oh, I think that covers okay. our stuff pretty good. I mean, I think we've, that's again, we we use email still so much. You and I are, we're not quite those, those uh, we're not quite in the generation that's abandoned email and just uses chat and messaging and all that for all of our communications. We still rely on email for a lot of our communications. So email programs are still pretty important. I think that's still the majority of people out there too. Yep. So knowing what kind of features are important on an email program, forcing these email developers to kind of keep stepping up their game with the features and benefits they can roll into their programs is important. And Apple just come on. Yeah. Snooze and send later. What's going on? No doubt. That's all I need. Just give me those two and I will hop back on the default mail bandwagon right away.
0: I kind of wonder if they're keeping it aside and not doing it purposely so that some of these other companies will still get some action because they don't make more money off of mail, right? It's already built in, but I'm I'm, I'm, I'm with you. Why not, right? Everything else about it works well. One thing I will say about all of this list that we just made, the sad part, there is not one perfect email client.
1: I have yet to find it.
0: I have yep. yet to find one that checks all my boxes. Checks the closest the, they, I've come yeah,
1: is the one I'm using now, which yep. is you mentioned already is Spark. Spark, yep. I look at this list and it's got most all these items on there. It does a really good job. Yep. But the search is not great. And yep. that is enough for me to say, maybe I got to look elsewhere. I actually yep. started dabbling with Outlook because I just was having so much problems finding emails in Spark. And uh, I was also having some problems with syncing between devices, not always lining up. That turned out to be a bug. They fixed yeah. it. So I'm okay with that. But the search is still still an issue. Yeah, um, the other issue with Spark, I mean, I know I'm getting off on a tangent here, but uh, my snoozing is not always fail safe. Um, there have been That's some times good. where, where uh, emails I have snoozed to a particular date and time. I find have been actually snoozed as someday, which by the way, someday yeah. emails never really pop back into your inbox like at any given time. They're kind of just tabled for indefinitely until you want to go back and revisit them. I put something. That I I have put emails to say I need this to be snoozed until Monday morning seven thirty, and then I happen to just go look in the uh, snooze folder where it organizes all the ones that are snoozed. And a lot of those are tagged for someday, which means they would not pop up mm-hmm. automatically at the right time. That's concerning to me. I got to explore yeah. that more. Um, so I will say if you use snooze on any program, just verify it's working because check that it. could really, yeah. it's yeah. kind of like missing your alarm clock or not setting your alarm clock right. Uh, it will really trip you up.
0: And so. check it and check it across multiple devices. Snooze yeah. something on one device, pull it up on another device and make sure that it's doing that. Um, yeah. But I do like how you just, casually put in there that those messages that you didn't respond to were based on an email client issue, right? Rather than you making a mistake. So so anytime I don't respond to an
1: email, it's because, well, the email program, I tried to sparse it and it (laughs) it put it in a wrong folder and I never saw it. Uh, That is kind of my go-to response. If somebody sends me an email and I don't really get to it and they're like, Oh, did you get my email? I'm like, Oh, well, let me check and see if my email program put it in spam or something right. by accident. Right. Like, oh, look, I found it. Okay, I'm on yeah. it. Yeah, I'm guessing,
0: <laughs> guessing my, my text messages must go in a spam folder too. So,
1: Yeah, all right. your, your message program doesn't have a spam folder on it, mine does. <laughs> yeah. it, it works great. Yeah, so right. I'm going to
0: start training if it does. Okay. All right, that so that's good.
1: email. That is our wish list for email. We will continue the search for the perfect email client. Yeah, we'll keep it. This is probably something every few months, Brian, we'll just need to do a revisit and just say, all right, where are we with email? Cause I yep. think it's the, we haven't reached the Holy grail yet. And I think we can both see it, but yep. we just can't find the, the tool to get us there.
0: And Alan, I will lay a gauntlet down that says, if we find the perfect email client, we'll do a whole episode. We'll do a whole series on just yeah.
1: that client. We will make it that, 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 that program will be the sponsor of our show without even having to totally. pay us a dime. I totally. Mean, we will just make it the, we'll do that whatever hurry. the name of that email program is, that'll be the blank brothers in tech show. <laughs>
0: <laughs> yes. I'm in. I'm in. Yeah. Okay. I'm in. The right, gauntlet the has been laid down for that's all of our listeners. We Pass need it, it around. Let's go.
1: All, All right. right. That was fun. Brian, if anybody has any thoughts on what the perfect email client is or their experience with email clients and features or things they look for in an email program, how can they dialogue ah, with
0: us? They could probably send us an email at uh, they could. They info could at yeah. TheMesh.TV. Uh, maybe you could schedule that email now and have it sent out a little later uh, when uh, you're ready for us to, to read it. Uh, we will try not to snooze it, but uh, send us an email at info at the tell us, uh Tell us if we are missing that perfect uh, email client that we so desire. So.
1: Yeah, perfect. All right. Well, this has been Brothers in Tech, Alan Jackson and Brian Jackson here with you. We will be back next time with another personal home and family tech related subject. Until then, stay tuned. We will talk to you soon. Take care. Bye-bye.